this is my path and I know the path that I've been on to get here and other people, and I can't explain it to every person and say, you know, well, this is why I do this. And I can, you know, I can say, be who I am and explain it, but I can't explain it to everybody everywhere that they would understand. And so it just came to be that, you know, I, I accepted Christianity as just another story or not just another story, but as another story of explaining things just like Buddhism is, shamanism is, and then, you know, accepting paganism as you know, the way that I want to be spiritual and the way that I want to relate to nature and to my family and, you know, knowing the universe through astrology um, is just, it's been, you know, a great thing. We know that you were born magical. We know that you are intuitive and we know that you are brimming with everyday enchantment. Here at the Sisters Enchanted, we believe in intention, we believe in intuition, and we believe in everyday magic. Welcome in to the Expedition to Soul podcast. Think about what life would look like if you had the foundation to do the shadow work, understand where you're holding yourself back, and the confidence to bring some everyday magic elements into your life, follow your intuition, and know exactly the steps forward for you. Well, that's what we teach you and more in our Holistic Witchery program. Be sure to get on the wait list for Holistic Witchery. It's the one class we think everybody should take here at the Sisters Enchanted. It has changed so many lives and is at the core of all of our fundamental beliefs about who we are and how we propel ourselves forward in a way that makes great change for ourselves and those around us. Check out holisticwitchery.com, get on the wait list, and we can't wait to welcome you into class just as soon as enrollment opens. Welcome to this episode of the Expedition to Soul podcast. I am Sarah, founder of the Sisters Enchanted, and we have um, one of our community members and uh, an internet friend of mine, Kelly Sroka, joining us again. Kelly's been here before. Kelly is in all of our community groups and uh, yeah, and is back today. Hello, Kelly. Hello. How are you on this summer day? Oh, it's great. It's been really, really hot here, but, um, but it's nice. It's just, it's summer. So I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. You, you probably know from past podcast um, recordings or maybe hearing an episode that at the end, sometimes I'm not going to do it today. Cause I think you've already, I might've done it with you. I can't recall, but I'll ask people this or that, which one they prefer. So do you prefer summer over, is that your favorite season? Yes, definitely. Summer is my favorite. I love just the sunshine, being outside, being in the heat and, you know, the heat and the humidity when it gets, you know, to 90, you know, usually (laughs) about, you know, about my, but, you know, it hardly gets that really hot here. Um, So, but I just, it is, it is my, definitely my favorite season. Followed closely by fall, you know, which is my second favorite season, but um, definitely summer. Yeah. So are you in North Carolina? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So from what I understand, I mean, I've driven through North Carolina, but I've never Mm -hmm. like stayed there. It's one of those sweet spots for temperature. Yeah, it is. You know, we get um, really, you know, nice summers um, and we get some snow, you know, here and there and, but not, not too much. And so, yeah, it's really nice. Uh, Here in Connecticut, 
we swing across the whole spectrum <laughs> and it swings quickly and mm -hmm. wild anyway we're not here to discuss the weather <laughs> uh kelly and i were chatting before we hit record about uh just the changes as one ages and uh kind of because i was fiddling around with my camera and I'm, I'm not in my usual space and i was displeased with the way that this lighting and my camera <laughs> was making me look <laughs> and we were talking about how you know, we just adjust over time to who we are and have more confidence though in being who we are. And it's actually a great segue into uh, talking today. So Kelly here is the founder of the Broom and Moon Coven. I love that name, by the way. <laughs> it's so clever. It's inspired by my tattoos. Yes. And a moon. So we're going to talk about that for sure. And <laughs> I thought it would be awesome to kind of pick Kelly's brain or just share about the transition from uh, non-witch life to witch life, especially in um, mid-life when it might be more unexpected from those around you or just kind of a different, different thing and what that looks like. Because I know that there are a lot of people in our community who are midlife or even, um, I mean, we have people in holistic witchery who are 71 and 73, I think, and folks coming to us later in life. And, you know, so often the people who are really active in the community tend to be maybe 45 or younger and folks might feel like, oh, maybe this isn't for me or, um, you know, like I just don't see my people, but the people are there. I know because as the, <laughs> as the person who leads the sisters enchanted, uh, a, a very large uh, chunk of our community is 50 and beyond. And I, I think that hearing from you, Kelly might give other people some just confidence in being themselves and not worrying so much about what others think. So I just talked a whole lot. Kelly, you now are the founder of the Broom and Moon Coven, but who was Kelly before <laughs> you were the founder of the Broom and Moon Coven? Yes, yeah, so I have, I grew up in the South and um, had a very um, religious upbringing, not, you know, the real strict like Southern Baptists, all there, there are some in my family, but I went to church every Sunday, you know, was in the choir, um, things like that, um, got married, went to church, um, became Catholic. My husband is from the North. And so he migrated down, became, so I converted because I knew that he was Catholic and I knew that he would want, you know, our kids to grow up in the Catholic church. And, and I kind of did too, because it's much older and there's lots more, um, kind of ritual, which I think was, you know, pushing me towards that, you know, this, the path that I'm on anyway now, because I was just kind of getting older and more ritualistic. So, you know, when I, in my early twenties and thirties and um, into my forties, I was just mom. I was wife, mom. We had a farm, we had three kids, we homeschooled. So that's what I did. And I loved it. You know, that's what I wanted to do. And I think it was very good because I was able to 
you know, my kids are, I, we adopted my kid, all three of my kids from different countries. And so they all have different backgrounds. And so we knew that we wanted them to have a very open, um, you know, it, it, in a way to, they could explore anything that they wanted to explore. They wanted to, um, you know, my daughter's from China, you know, if she wanted to become a Buddhist, then, you know, that would be fine with us. So we kind of had that openness, but at the same time, you know, still in the church. And um, so I still felt that kind of, you know, needing to be, um, you know, PTA mom and all that kind of stuff, even though we were homeschooling and, you know, kind of got away from it a little bit, it, it kind of opened it up. But then when my oldest son went off to college, that was kind of a turning point for me because my kids are pretty close in age. And I knew that, you know, he was the first, my daughter would not be too long after that. And then, you know, my son, my youngest son would be, you know, coming along pretty soon. And then I would be done and I would be done with homeschooling. I would be done with being mom of the kids. And it was really hard. And I just, I just remember just, just crying, you know, just sitting, you know, doing something like washing the dishes and just crying, thinking, you know, what am I going to do with myself? I don't know how to be anything but a wife and a mom and a home school teacher and, you know, taking care of my home. So it took some, I started just with a meditation app and just, you know, thinking this will be good, you know, this will be good for something that, you know, when I just feel this grief, you know, I can, I can have something to go to. And so that kind of was the entry point into where I am now. And the meditation um, app, I started finding teachers who did other things, um, teachers who taught shamanism. So I, you know, did that for a while. And then um, just kind of gradually, went into the witchcraft path and you know felt like that was that was ultimately me and found um, along the way the sisters enchanted which has helped me tremendously on this path and and always made me felt like that even though I was you know like you said I was a lot older than some of the members you know and some of them a lot of them have young kids and I was just not in that stage anymore, but it was still a very welcoming place because we had all of this in common and I could share, you know, my experience um, being, you know, and, you know, an older mom, but still have that same kind of in common of being in, you know, finding witchcraft and finding, you know, my spiritual path. And so I don't think at all that it is, um, that it is not a thing that you can do, you know, in your fifties or your sixties or your seventies or whenever that you feel like it. So I think it's definitely something that you can do. And, and since then I've, you know, since I'm not homeschooling anymore and my kids are kind of, most of them are off on their own now. And we only have one, we have two still at home, but, you know, I don't see them very much anymore. And, um, just, you know, having that time. And so I could do whatever I wanted to do. And I got into tarot and just fell in love with tarot and still, you know, do that, you know, a lot. Um, I took astrology, um, your, the expedition astrology here and just, 
I mean, that just opened up just a, a whole other you know, aspect of, of just knowing other people and knowing myself. And I did a crystal healing certification. I got my Reiki master. And so it's just all these things that I've done. And so then I thought, well, I want to share it now. You know, I want to start sharing it and let people know, you know, have, you know, a safe space to come and, and be curious or come and ask questions or come and learn about new things. And so, but in a, you know, a small group and environment and do tarot readings and, and that kind of thing within just this, this format. So that's how it all came to be. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, so I have some follow-up questions for you. One of the, the things that we hear from folks as well is how to reconcile religion or if a person is Christian or Catholic with the, these, um, with, with witchcraft or spiritual practices. And I think that you mentioned, so you're from the South, your husband's from the North and I know I'm from the North. So I know that here in Connecticut and New England area and New York in general, it's not uh, my, like my religious upbringing. I was actually, you know, my grandparents are moving right now and we're cleaning out that we were cleaning out their house. And we found these like um, the prayers and benedictions that I wrote in elementary and middle school and like read to the church, you know, and, but I don't have any memories ever that were, you know, not, not um, pleasant of, of my church. It was very open and they're like, yeah, I don't, you know, do what you will and shared ghost stories. And um, so I think that in where I am, to me, it's not something I ever really think about is that you can't be Christian and a witch. You can't be Catholic and a witch. But I think that we have a lot of folks from the South or the Bible belt who might, who just struggle with reconciling those things. So can you share at all in your experience, having a little bit of both there and um, and then it, with Catholicism, certainly there's a spectrum there of, uh, of, um, I guess the, how, how tightly people follow <laughs> the tenets of Catholicism. My yeah. husband grew up Catholic also. And, uh, <laughs> I certainly know Catholics who are very Catholic, you know, don't believe in contraception and like really are Catholic. And then my husband's family, they, you know, went to mass and, and all the things, but certainly did not, they did not check all those boxes. <laughs> so uh, can you speak to that at, at all? Yeah, that, I think that was one of the hardest things for me to get over um, because it was just so ingrained in me, you know, the, all the stories, all the, the, the Bible, um, you know, just having one God and, and things like that. And, and I think what I finally came to, and once you're studying Catholicism and studying the Bible and studying um, paganism as well, and seeing how it's all interwoven, that's really yeah. all the things that the Catholics do are based on things that you know, pagans did. And, and my question, even you know, back then, was why is paganism so bad? Because it's what everything you know we do now is based on. And so I think what I've come to to realize is, is studying, you know, studying other things like studying shamanism, studying astrology, studying Buddhism, things like that, is they're all stories and they're all ways that we explain the things that we don't know. And and so 
the Bible is is a great story. And, you know, I love reading, you know, I, I did love reading the Bible a lot. I don't do it as much as I used to, but it's a great story. And, and that's what one of the things that um, when I was growing up in the church, I always had a hard time with even then is people who took the Bible so seriously, you know, that it's, you know, it's the gospel and, and it's everything is true. I'm like, well, everything is not true. It was written by men. It was written in a time, you know, at a different time and place when different things were happening. And so it can't be, you know, we have to adapt it, but you know, that doesn't of course happen in, in the church. Um, so that was, that was definitely a hard thing. And it's still a hard thing because I still have family, you know, very close family that's, you know, very religious and they just kind of look at me like, you're doing what? Yeah. <laughs> and I have to explain, you know, well, it's not whether really what you think. Um, but that was definitely one of the hardest things. And, and for me, accepting it as this is my path and I know the path that I've been on to get here and other people, and I can't explain it to every person and say, you know, well, this is why I do this. And I can, you know, I can say, be who I am and explain it, but I can't explain it to everybody everywhere that they would understand. And so it just came to be that, you know, I, I accepted Christianity as just another story or not just another story, but as another story of explaining things, just like Buddhism is, shamanism is. And then, you know, accepting paganism as, you know, the way that I want to be spiritual and the way that I want to relate to nature and to my family and, you know, knowing the universe through astrology um, is just, it's been, you know, a great thing. So, so it is hard. And, and I think that's one thing that comes up in, in discussions a lot um, because people were raised to believe one way and it's just so hard to do that but i think you know accepting it in a way that is you can accept it and it can and it can go alongside something else it doesn't have to be one or the other you know some people choose one or the other um, but it, it doesn't have to be one or the other yeah yeah i know um in in my family i always use my my, my grandmother as an example but um i have a I have an aunt who I'm not close with at all. Uh, she's, a, she's actually my mom's stepsister and they, so I've not, she's never lived near me or anything, but we're Facebook friends and she'll see things on Facebook and then she'll go to like whisper it to my grandmother. <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> just stir the pot or something. My grandmother and I are very close. So, um, but she mentioned something about altars that I have altars and my grandmother was at, uh, asking my mom, you know, what is this about altars? You know what? And I think that there's, you know, people might hear from just pop culture or like movies or something. You think of like witches and altars and you think, I don't know, like the movie Hocus Pocus with like the, the bad book and the, the black flame candle or like sacrificial something or other. I think people mm -hmm. just think that from books or movies or whatever. And um, my, I guess my mother explained to her like, no, like, you know, an altar is, it's like a, a, it could be all the, like all these photos you have on this one table of the family with you. My, my grandmother has this table with all these photos and a little like China angel and a little bell. And my mom was like, like that could be a family altar, you know, and you, um, are, you look at it and you, you say how grateful you are for your family or whatever. But there is, I think that 
for some people, definitely just a barrier to, to words, you know, and as they've heard them and received them and that can be a challenge. And, and I think you don't necessarily have to pick one or the other. I think you can still be, you know, attend church if you want to, and also Mm -hmm. light yourself a love candle if you want to. (laughs) (laughs) I think you can do both. Yes. Um, yeah. So how did, I think I've asked you this before on the podcast, but we'll, we'll, it's in line with our conversation today. So this, uh, transformation of yours, uh, how did your, your husband, um, you know, how was that for, for you? <laughs> um, luckily my close family, uh, my husband and my kids, um, they are all very accepting of it and they, um, I think they get tired of me dragging them into yet another crystal store, but (laughs) they are very accepting of it. He, my husband has always been, um, you know, open to what, you know, I want to do. And um, when this, um, when I started kind of, because I think he always knew too, that deep down inside that this was coming one day and (laughs) That's, that something, you know, was going to be different along the way. And, you know, he's kind of come to realizations of himself, even though he's more, you know, more into the, into Christianity than I am. Um, he still kind of realizes that there's a lot of holes in, in Christianity. And there's a lot of things that, you know, have not done right. And there's a lot of things that, um, are not good about it, but then there's a lot of things that are good about it. And so he's kind of that, he's a Libra. So he he likes to see both sides and he likes, so he's, you know, he's studied Christianity and the Bible as much as he's studied Buddhism and uh, Muslim, you know, and so in Islam. So he, you know, he is very accepting and my kids are, you know, they all, they all have different, you know, paths that they're on. And so they're just kind of like, yeah, you know, mom's a witch, you know, we're just, you know, we're okay with that. So now outside of my family, you know, like my dad, he still has a little bit of, you know, not quite sure what you're doing. So I just kind of, you know, I just don't tell him, you know, yeah. a lot of it, you know, just tell him enough and let him understand. And, um, you know, and there's other people and, you know, that I grew up with in my, my close family, um, that I know probably say, you know, you're not on a good path, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But again, you know, they don't know me and, and how that I've gotten here. And so, you know, I think for them, I would explain it and just say, you know, this is, you know, this is the path that I'm on and, and I know I'm on the right, right thing for me. Um, so, so that's been, you know, a little bit tricky, but, you know, so far it's been okay and everybody's been accepting and, you know, my family's been accepting, which has been great because I know that doesn't happen in a lot of families. And so, you know, but, you know, luckily here it has. Yeah. I think it's, um, just for anybody listening, I think it's always a, a spectrum for people, you know, even like as the founder of the Sisters Enchanted, and I'm very proud of everything we've done and our success, but there are definitely times and circumstances and where my husband and I, people might ask, you know, well, what do you do? Or what is this business you run? And 
depending on the person, we both sort of fumble for who's going to speak because, you know, it's, I'm, I am proud and it's also occasionally, depending on the circumstance, a dance as to what kind of conversation I'm about to get into, you know, and it's, it's not so much of hiding myself as to looking at my own energy and what am I available for right now? And how well do I know this person? And like, where am I? And, <laughs> you know, and what's this, what's this going to turn into? Because um, yeah, not everybody is just like, oh, that sounds fun or interesting. You know, some people are immediately like, you know, shut down, have something negative to say. And so yeah. I think there is always uh, a, a balance in <laughs> who you share with and how you share with them, depending on your energetic availability. <laughs> Right. It's definitely not something that, you know, I go and just tell everybody. Um, but at the same time, I still, um, you know, try to, you know, bring that into, you know, bring that with me, that energy with me wherever I am. And if there's people who don't approve, then, you know, they just don't approve and I just yeah. have to, you know, live with that, which is okay. So, um, what was it like getting your fabulous witch tattoos? Because if, <laughs> if, if you didn't want the world to know, it's sort of hard. Um, it's like you walk into my house and I have this big broom hanging on the wall in one room and then another broom in another room. And like this sign that says the witch will see you now. So like you come to my house and there's, you know, immediately you're like, Mm, interesting choice of decor and you carry yours on your body. So <laughs> yes. share with us about your, your witchy tattoos and what, like what that meant for you and what it was like getting them. Yeah. The first one I got was my moon, which is, you know, kind of, it's not, it's very subtle and it's, it's very, um, my husband had a tattoo and, and he, um, you know, decided, you know, when I turned 50, that that's what that I should do is get a tattoo too. So we both have this one. He got this one too. And so he did it with me and it's, you know, it's, it's pretty easy to explain if somebody, you know, doesn't really believe in it. Um, you can just say, oh, well, it's the moon, you know, it's life cycles, you know, it's kind of things like that. And, but then I just kind of, I got tired of, you know, saying, that and so I'm just like you know oh this is my witch moon tattoo <laughs> this is my cycle <laughs> for the moon and so then um I wanted I knew I wanted to get something else but I didn't know what and I looked at several different things and you know nothing really stood out and then I saw on Instagram a woman who had a broom tattoo on her hand and it was right here and I thought, oh, you know, that's it. I'm going to get that. And when I went to the tattoo artist, um, she said, well, if you get on your hand, it's going to just fade away really quick. And she said, you know, you can do it on your arm or something like that. And so now, you know, it's on my arm. That is yeah. a good size tattoo, my friend. Yes. And, <laughs> you know, it had to be kind of big because I, to get the detail in it and mm -hmm. that she, and she was really good about you know, talking about it and, you know, thinking, and I thought, well, this is, you know, it's no turning back now because in the summer, you know, unless I want to wear long sleeves all the time, then, you know, people are going to see it and at the gym and, you know, wherever else I go. And it's been fun. You know, nobody has ever said anything to me about it. You know, the only people that have remarked on it have liked it. Um, and, 
And I can, you know, and I think, well, if, you know, if I were pressed and if I thought that somebody was really going to be offended, I might just say, well, you know, it's a broom because I'm, a, you know, I'm a homeschooled and, you know, my home is my, you know, special place and things like, which is true. Um, but, you know, now I'm just like, you know, it's my witch tattoo. So, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love your confidence and I love your transition story and the, I love, I think, because some people, what I love about you sharing Kelly is that some folks are really like, uh, you know, just be yourself, just put it out there. Who cares what other people say, which is all well and good to say. But I think the reality is, is that most of us also have these thoughts of like, am I, am I ready to just, you know, not care? Or am I ready for that uncomfortable conversation? Or, um, you know, that's not everybody has that, like, just put it out there and who cares. And I think that we can all work towards that. And obviously you are certainly, uh, I just knowing some of your stories recently where you are just working on, you know what, who cares what they think? Who cares what the mom at the park with their kids think? Who cares? Um, But I think more people sharing that it's not just as easy as not caring. (laughs) If it was as easy as not caring, then we'd all walk around wearing whatever we want to wear, you know, like not looking in the mirror, not, not second guessing ourselves. So I, I appreciate you sharing these little bits of, um, like the thoughts behind, you know, what could happen or, or what you might say or, or do, because I think that that's the reality for most people, myself included. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, there, it's just, you know, if I want people to respect me and my past and what I've chosen, I feel like that I need to respect, you know, if I know that somebody is, is, you know, very religious and, and might be, you know, offended or, you know, is not going to be very understanding, then, you know, I respect that too. And I think that's you know, just, you know, just a choice and not try to say, you know, not try to change their mind or, you know, argue, but just say, you know, I understand, you know, I definitely understand your feelings about it. And, you know, these are my feelings, but, you know, and, and be as respectful to them as, you know, I am, you know, and that I would like people to be to me. So, yeah. And I think also, like I said before, with that is also caring for yourself because some conversations just are not worth walking into. (laughs) (laughs) they just aren't and so protect your own peace also yes I think Mm -hmm. is important um Kelly your website is at kelly soroka dot life is that accurate (laughs) kelly soroka dot life and you are on instagram at kelly underscore soroka underscore life that's me that's you so you can find kelly on her website on instagram and her Patreon community, the Broom and Moon Coven. And uh, Kelly's in all the community groups here at Sisters Enchanted. So you could totally say hi to her also. She's very nice, as you have heard. <laughs> very easy person to say hello to. Yes. And, uh, and t- uh, Kelly, you also offer tarot readings and um, other things on your website. So yes, mm-hmm. tarot coaching, tarot readings. So it's all there. Yeah, I totally recommend check out Kelly, particularly if you feel like you can relate to Kelly's story and are 
maybe um, transitioning, or if you're a community member here at the Sisters Enchanted, who is kind of not sure what to say or how to participate in the communities, because I know that when you see some people who are so willing to share and you, you don't know like really what to share or how to just jump in there, uh, I think that Kelly is a great resource um, for a reading and tarot coaching and maybe even helping you get out of your own way a little bit. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Kelly, for hanging out with me. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. I'm so glad that I got to come back and um, again, just so glad to be part of this community because it has just, it's such a wonderful place to be. Everybody is so nice and kind and it's just, it's a great place. So I really appreciate all that you all and all the sisters enchanted do. So it's, just, it's great. Well, thank you. All right, everyone. Well, be sure to check out um, everything Kelly's got going on. All the links will be in all of the usual link places. And until next time, I hope, we hope that you have an enchanted rest of your day ahead. If you liked this episode of the Expedition to Soul podcast, please rate, review, subscribe. If you're listening on Apple podcasts, it will really help us spread everyday magic, intention, and intuition to the masses and helps us so much as a small business. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcasting platforms. So you never miss an episode. There are new episodes every Tuesday and astro forecasts for the week ahead every Friday. If there's any topics you'd want to hear, anything you want us to dive deeper into, shoot us an email at magic at the sisters enchanted.com. And as always, thank you so much for listening and being part of the community here at the sisters enchanted, and we'll see you in the next episode.